friends. I'm Katie. And I'm Olivia. And we are Podcast by Proxy, Canadian True Crime. Welcome. We're live on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, everybody. Yeah, I mean, it will be after New Year's by the time this goes out, but... Then Happy New Year's Day. We're like time travelers. Happy day after New Year's Day. It's actually weird. I was thinking about it. I mean, I know it's like all over Instagram, so that's probably why I was thinking about it, but it's cool that New Year's Day is on a Monday this year, so it's like the mm-hmm. ultimate like first day of the New Year, time. Monday. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I really feel like it's when you've, like, hit the refresh button on your browser. Like, it's just, like, a clean restart. Yeah, We're going that's... Monday, new year. Here we go. New year, new week, new me. No, same me. No, same same me. me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny how a few years ago we were both like, no, no, same me. Just yeah, we just, we just don't do that anymore. Just slightly I was actually... different because I'm going to grow up a bit more. I still do write, like, you know, I go over my goals and my sure. things, my habits I would like to build. I do my reflection, whatever. But I was telling Brandon that this year I really don't have any, like, big goals. I feel like my goal this year is to just, like, exist and enjoy what I do I have. you need to, like, yeah, just, like, take everything in for a year. Yeah, I really just, I like, feel like. enjoy it. The big milestones, I've had a few of them over the last few years. We got engaged. I bought my first house. I'm, you know, I'm at a happy place in my career. Also um, a crazy busy year with just, like, other people getting married. Yeah. And, and like, just, like, social events. I honestly just want to, like, enjoy the year. I don't want to think about all these crazy big goals. I just want to happily exist. Mm-hmm. I do so too. that's my goal for 2024. We're starting off incredibly have... ambitious. Well, I think we kind of both, and I don't mean me and you, I mean me and Simon, <laughs> made the goal of like, let's really start wedding planning, but like, right. let's make sure we enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. Because we hear of all these other people that do it like in too short of a timeline or go way out of their budget and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh God, I just knocked over a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, but they just like, I just don't want to put myself in that much stress over it. Don't get me wrong. I know it's going to be an extremely stressful process as well, but I want to make it highly enjoyable. Yeah, I feel like I started thinking about wedding planning and then immediately was like, never mind, I want to elope. Like, I'm already over it, so stay tuned on what happens there because we're basically back to square one <laughs> with what we well, Do you remember how for a long time I was saying that I wanted to elope? And he was like, nope, we're having a wedding. We really started looking at the numbers and he went, okay, we could elope. <laughs> but yeah. not elope, elope. He wants to have a destination wedding with a small group. So Okay, yeah, no, see, we're talking about like straight up eloping. Like Brandon wants to go to Vegas. I highly support you in that because that's so, what I would do. <laughs> if we just arrive one day and we're married from Vegas, don't be shocked. No, be I feel like nobody would be shocked anyways. Like it's something no. that we would do. Nobody would be surprised, but... No. At this rate, um, yeah, it, it could happen that way. So stay tuned. 2024 might be a wild year. I don't know. Too bad CrimeCon wasn't in Vegas again. Well, there's another event that I want to go to in Vegas in October. So who knows? Yeah, I really have no plans. I just am like, I don't know what I want. So we're back but to square one. But it's why not? It's just an option. It's yeah. not off the table. That's all. Yeah. 
But anyway, 2024, I'm just going to like, yeah, enjoy. Just enjoy what you have. Enjoy what you've built. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget to just, very much in our society, we're always chasing the next thing. It's like, okay, I got this. What's next? And I'm really trying to like slow that down and just take in what I have and enjoy that for a while. I just don't want to have like a five-year block of just chaos. Yeah. Like three to four years of chaos. Yeah. So I need to like be aware of that and slow myself down. Yeah. So anyway. I think that's okay. That is posing a, it's a bit difficult because Katie and I are making vision boards tonight. And so of course I've been like pre-cutting out little things in magazines and stuff. I do this every and I'm year. I'm like flipping through like, oh, oh. I, I do this every year on New Year's Eve. I always do like the old magazines. I cut things out. I put them on a poster board. Um, it's a little bit more difficult to do when you don't have ambitious goals. <laughs> Come on, I will cut out a photo but of a flower. Then just do like things you enjoy, things that make you comfortable, things you want to surround yourself with. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I hope everybody has whatever your New Year's you want it to look like. I hope it looked like that. Whatever your goals are, make sure you're intentional about them and make them actionable and reachable, not craziness. Otherwise, you'll just feel like you failed. Yeah, we were just talking about setting obtainable goals is what a successful goal looks like because if it's not obtainable, you're not going to succeed because you're going to probably not break it down into small enough steps and make it achievable for yourself. And that's discouraging. So... Just set yourself up for success. Yeah. What a nice little motivational intro we've had. Well, that was my TED Talk, so now we'll get to my case. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, like, trying not to be so negative, I guess. Oh, I'm never negative. I just... I am. Yeah, you can be a little bit negative, Nancy, but that's okay. That's just part of who you are. Yeah, you're, like, a glass half full. I'm a glass half empty. I am. I try to be. I really try to be. Yeah. But I do think I can be a glass half full when I need to be. Yeah, so. when you want to be. You just tend to, you like the other direction. I got to dig a little, that's all. <laughs> also, side note for anyone out there who knows me and knows I love wine and crime so much. Mm-hmm. I always hear them talk about Animal Crossing on the Switch. Oh. And I okay. got it for Christmas. Oh, she I'm got a obsessed. video game. So if anybody wants to comment on our latest post with like, their username or dm us i will add you on animal crossing i don't think i've told you this and this just reminded me of that uh so i vowed to basically i've i've always been like i'm never buying you a video game as a gift because (gasps) i'm a grown-up to brandon and brandon loves video games and he doesn't overdo it he's not that kind of a guy where he's like gift you're really you know what i think i just have like memories of always buying my little brother a video game for christmas and i was like childish i'm not gonna fucking you're not a 12 year old boy but then you know i took i I removed my head out of my own ass yeah um dislodge engaged yeah and i realized that like he really he's not a person that's like constantly playing video games it's something he enjoys i should get on board with this and and the Harry Potter game is like all the rage right now. So anyways, I bought him the Harry Potter game for Christmas and he was so excited and he was literally like, oh my God, you bought me a video game. And Not even then, what it was, just the fact that you bought him a video game was also... He's always wanted, because he has a PlayStation 5, he's always wanted an Xbox as well, which I've kind of always thought was ridiculous, but I guess there's, like, specific games you can play on one that you can't play on the other, and, like, whatever. They're, Um, like, competing companies, so, yeah, they have different stuff. 
So, over the Christmas break, I proposed to Brandon with an Xbox. Because I always wanted to give him something as well. I think it's like, you know, we get proposed to, we get a ring. So I, I thought so it would sweet. be cute. Um, he like he knew that that was the plan because I didn't want him to buy himself an Xbox when they went on sale. But um, so, yes, I proposed to Brandon and he said yes. Can you believe <laughs> Can you it? Imagine you're like, and I am waiting on an answer from him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just that wanted to share. So cute. Yeah, it was it was quite nice. God, I hope Simon doesn't listen to this. Actually, you know what? No, I got him a PlayStation 5. Screw it. Yeah, I didn't buy the PlayStation, so. Good. They're expensive. I was going to say, I got the better end of the deal. I buy games all the time for holidays. The X- like once I, I saw how... Spider-Man 2 for Christmas. Once I saw how much the Xbox was, I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's like half the price of the PlayStation. I can do that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the cheaper console. It updates faster. The games are a bit cheaper. Like, honestly, I just... I have opinions, but I'm not saying I don't like PlayStation yeah, he's living his best life in the garage now, so. Well, it's a win-win his man for cave. You. Win-win. Win-win for me. Also, you could go play the Harry Potter game now if you really wanted to. No, I don't want to. No, neither do I. I watched him play it for a bit and I was like, mm, nope. I just don't have, my brain doesn't do video games. I used to be able to game, but I really could never get, like, super into it. So I I get bored quickly. really... But I will say Animal Crossing is kind of fun because you just like, it's like you build a life. So there's always like something you can be doing. Like Sims? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I used to like like Sims. It's like Sims meets Farmville. And actually, I don't remember what it was called, but my cousins growing up, they had this like, it was like Sims, but it was a hospital game. And I loved that game on like PC. It was cool. I remember loving it. I wonder what game it was. I don't know. That's I'll funny. Have, I'll have to find out. Watch, it was just like Sims Hospital. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. It wasn't Sims brand, but it was like Lake Sims, but it was in a hospital. Someone's screaming the answer at us right now. I know. Probably my cousin, because she might be listening. I really don't know, but I'll have to find out. Maybe it was, oh, I think it was called Theme Hospital. I'm just Googling it right now. That looks correct. Yeah, that looks right. Theme Hospital. Anyways, I really liked that. It was on PC. This has turned into a rant about video games. It's okay. All right. So my case. Yeah, what you got going on for us today? Um, well, I'll be honest. I did start to do a New Year's case, and then I realized that it was also out of Nova Scotia, and I just feel like (laughs) they're so little for us to pick on them so much. It's not Ontario. They don't have the populace. That's funny because my next case is in Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) This case is also in Ontario. That wasn't just a loose example. Uh, But yours doesn't take place in Scarborough, does it? No. Oh, perfect. Um, Today I'm going to tell you about Craig McDonald. Okay. Ring any bells? No. Okay. Craig lives in Scarborough, Ontario. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, and we joked about padding cases last week, but so the city has 700,000 people in it. I didn't really need to put that in there, but I thought it was funny. It's to the east of Ontario. In Ontario, um, Craig proudly was like Scarborough born, raised, lived his whole life there. Him and his sister Dreama both did. 
Um, so they were like Scarborough strong, like people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they really just knew everyone there. It was just to them probably a pretty small town at that point. Uh, he was described to be a exceptional person, but a regular guy, which I thought was just a fun way of explaining it. And it kind of makes me think of my dad hearing that. Mm -hmm. As I said, he had one sister named Dreema. They were super close, best friends all their lives growing up. She resonated that everyone around him said that he's kind, he has a magnetic personality and growing up... (laughs) The ladies at their favorite Chinese food restaurant would swoon over his beautiful eyes and his thick lashes that made it look like he was wearing makeup. Rude. <laughs> right? Why do guys always get those, like, thick, thick They do. Lashes? The beautiful, it's like, long, so thick eyelashes, and you're like, yeah, okay. And, like, they're not even men that have, like, excessive body hair, and I'm not saying that in a weird way. It's just, yeah. like, it's not their, like, race or their genetics or anything. It's just, like odd one-offs where they just have like these beautiful lashes yeah it's just truly unfair and when you do look up a picture of him even even as an adult in his 40s he has like very very beautiful eyes okay craig became a father very young at 16 um he was amazing right out the gates like no matter how young he was at 16 He stepped up. He did great. At the age of 18, his mom got him a job working for Imperial Health Services, um, but in, like, their staff and cleaning. Okay. He was, like, doing dishes and laundry. He said that when he walked through there, he would remember everybody's name, and if you were, like, having a bad day, he might offer to get you, like, a coffee that he knew you liked or something. Like, he just remembered little things about people that made them feel important. Mm-hmm. Who's that kind of person? What a nice guy. Yeah. Everyone at Providence Health also said that he just, like, wanted everyone to succeed. He was just that type of person. He would encourage you, support you, help you in any way. If there was something that he could do to make it easier for you to succeed, he would hop in and help in any way. Like, I think he's the guy that you say, I'm moving, and he says, what time do you need me? Like, there isn't, you don't even ask him. Right. He essentially couldn't say no to people, too, so that's probably why. Craig gets married young uh, and goes on to have five kids. He has two stepkids as well in a later life. His kids range from 8 to 28 years in age, and his oldest, the one he had at 16, has now a daughter of his own, making him a grandfather of one as well at, like, 46. That's so cute. This is like my mom. My mom was a grandma at, like, 40. (laughs) Maybe younger than that. So Craig and his first wife... They didn't work out, but they amicably separated and were able to co-parent their five children together. And they both kind of looked out for each other. They seemed to still be friends. I mean, they were married 15 years altogether, so I think they may have just fallen out of love for each other, but we're still close. And they were young when they got together. Like you said, they yeah. had their first child at like 16. Yeah. Craig went on to meet a new woman, and that's how he became a stepfather of two. 
he loved these children. He was teaching them how to drive. He was showing them how new life skills. Like he just completely was like, okay, I have seven kids now. Like That's it was amazing. just like immediate. He just freaking loved kids. Seven kids is so overwhelming to me. I'm like contemplating one. It is, but, like, sometimes I see people like this where they're, like, blended families, and that's what makes up all the kids, and sometimes Mm -hmm. that works beautifully because the kids are all friends. They're not all siblings. Oh, yeah, and, like, some people want a gaggle of children, and that's great. It's just, to me, it feels really overwhelming. Yeah, it's like a football team. It is. It's a lot of mouths to feed. It's a lot of mouths talking all the time, too. But also, like, good for you if you are that person. Yeah, but I also know people that have a ton of siblings, and that dynamic also looks crazy cool Mm -hmm. as an adult, so I don't know, teach their own. Yeah, like my my grandma, one of my grandmas is the youngest of 13, and uh, I was talking to her recently, and she was like, just saying that like she always wanted to be a mom, and she's like, if they hadn't come out with birth control, I would have had 13 kids too, and I was like, oh Oh my gosh, but why? grandma. (laughs) She only had three, don't worry. Well, clearly birth control came out, according to her, so... Yeah, apparently. She hopped on it. Yeah. Casual Christmas conversations. God, she would have kept having kids. Yeah. So Craig is well-loved not only at work, but within his community. Everyone around him says that he was just, like, father and stepfather of the year. He was such a great guy, and there was really just not a mean bone in his body. He put everybody else first. First... Following a season open win for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Craig was going out to a local Boston pizza with a few friends to celebrate. The last time the Toronto Maple Leafs had a season open win. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, I mean, I don't know enough about hockey to say you're wrong, but it's funny regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Uh... So Craig was going out with his friends to Boston Pizza because following lockdown at this point, he was really struggling, especially because when he couldn't see his friends as a very social person, he relied heavily on sports or being able to go to somewhere like the Boston Pizza they're going to, to sit around and have drinks with people and meet new friends and socialize and like fill his battery. Right. So because he missed hanging out with his friends so much and wearing the proper accoutrements, like whether it was a home or away game, he had the appropriate jersey at all times. It was a thing. So restrictions are starting to lift. So Craig plans a night out with a few people, and he wants to watch the game at a friend's house and then possibly go to the bar after. But when is this? Pardon? When is this? Did I not say? I don't think so. I'm such a dumb dumb one. Uh, it's October 23rd of 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So everything's just starting to kind of right. practice open up again. Yeah. Everyone's still in masks at this point, and we'll mention that later. But we are still in the heat of COVID. Mm-hmm. Planning to go meet with his friends, Craig throws on his number 34 Austin Matthews jersey, And he goes over to his friend's house to watch the game with his partner um, and his friend and their spouse. So there's four of them. Okay. All together watching the game. 
The game was tied 1-1 going into the third period, and then the Leafs scored a game-winning goal at the top of the third period that they were able to protect, getting the game win. Shortly after the game ends, they say approximately around 10.30, they're heading home and they decide to, as walking by, stop at Boston Pizza and see what locals are there to just kind of like, hey, we won, like reminisce, sure. you know, like cheers, guys. Yeah. Because he wasn't there to watch the game with them. He had other plans that night. Okay. This location of the Boston Pizza is near Morning... Uh, side and highway 401 and at around 11 p.m they get seated and begin speaking with a man next to them it's loud enough in there that no one can really tell what they're talking about but suddenly it gets heated kind of between them but you still can't quite make out what it is people assume it's over the game right sure yeah shortly after the start, it settles very quickly, and it seems like the guys go back to their seats, um, turn away from each other, and just kind of go like, whatever. Regardless, the manager of the Boston Pizza, knowing who Craig is and knowing he's such a good guy and his reputation, decides to ask the other gentleman to leave, oh. as he's not familiar with who he is. Okay. And he thought that he was causing trouble and just wanted to... I think stop him from drinking and just get him out of there. It just made a safer scene. Yeah. Because it was busy. There was just a game win for Toronto. So yeah. a Boston pizza is going to be pretty busy. After they ask the man to leave, they have someone from the restaurant walk the man out and they see him go and get in his car. After that, Craig decides that him and his group of his friends or people that are there are going to go out the side door of the building and have a cigarette. As he's lighting his cigarette, his girlfriend and a friend standing outside can see the man coming towards them. So he had actually waited in his car for Craig to leave the bar. Regardless that this man was wearing a mask, his girlfriend was like immediately knew it was him based on just like his stature, what he was wearing. Mm Mm-hmm. Suddenly, she yells, he has a gun. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Multiple shots are fired into this friend group who are standing smoking. Fortunately, no one else is hurt in this. But tragically, Craig is hit in the chest with one of the bullets. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can you imagine you're just, like, going to light a cigarette and it just hits you, like... You have no idea it's coming, and I'm not saying that people who are shot do, but... Yeah. It's just... Oh. You literally just, like, wandered outside to have a smoke with your friends. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've done that a million times at the bar. Even though, yeah. like, I'm not a smoker. I've, like, gone outside to stand around Same. while people are smoking. You just, like, hang out outside and have a chat. Like, that's not something you would expect. It's also just so ridiculous. Like, just go about your evening. Get out of here. It's just, like, one of those things, too, that, like, everyone there that night kind of said, like, we were going out for a cigarette because it was, like, phew, good thing that's over. Right. Yeah. Like, it was, like, the adrenaline rush had come off, and they were going out to just, like, take a breath. Yeah, like, let's go get some air and chill for a second. And so he's just taking that, like, moment, and then suddenly he's, like, snapped out of it because they're, like, oh, shit, here he comes and he has a gun. (sighs) 
think. That must have been terrifying. Yeah. Oh. By 11.40, multiple calls are coming into the RCMP of shots fired, and emergency services quickly respond to the scene. Craig has a pretty severe chest wound and is rushed to the hospital, but unfortunately, in the early morning, he dies on October 14th. Craig's death was the 65th homicide of 2021. Wow. Two weeks after his death, a warrant is issued for a gentleman named Abelaziz Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Craig's kids are seriously struggling with this loss. Their dad is a super active participant in their life. He is not a weekend dad. He is a 50-50 highly involved father. Yeah. Um, But they do seek out therapy, and that is something that is offered over the next coming years for the kids to help them through this process. By October 23rd, charges were laid for first-degree murder against the gentleman named earlier. It was very difficult to prove in many ways because the argument was kind of, like, over, but no one heard what it was about. Police felt that they really had what they needed to lean on with prosecutors to, like, say, well, he went to the car, he had a moment of pause, he loaded a gun, or he got the gun... He made multiple decisions in the process before the gun was ever fired. Yeah. That felt confident in first degree. Yeah, I mean, you left, went to the car, and made a choice to get the gun, come out, and walk towards the group of people you were just arguing with, no matter what you were arguing about. that Those are very, yeah. like, conscious choices. When we don't know how long it was... It wasn't a long period of time, don't get me wrong, but between... This gentleman leaving the restaurant and them going out the side door was probably, I would say, like five to seven minutes by the sounds of it. But that still means he sat in his car for five to seven minutes and thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, And like, if you really need to again, set a timer, sit in silence for five minutes. It's awkwardly long. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So to sit there and contemplate something for that long, you made a choice. Yeah, 100%. Following the release of this information, a photo was released of the suspect. They advised that he went under aliases such as Al, Didi, and Shimmy. He's five foot ten, stocky, and this is where it gets a little weird. He could be long-haired, or he could have braids in his hair. He could be short-haired, but he has dark hair and brown eyes. He okay. also has ties to Alberta and could be in Alberta. Uh- it's a fucking long way to go. Yeah. But yeah, I guess if you just did something and you're fleeing, sure. Yeah, if you flee, you flee. Yeah. Over 300 people showed up as a display of affection by wearing white and blue to Craig's funeral. And Craig was buried in his favorite Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Oh. Yeah. Friends surrounding him decided to create a GoFundMe knowing that not only raising the five kids, but adding on the funeral expenses was going to be excessive. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to help in some way, if nothing else, with the funeral costs. 
So they made a 30,000 goal and it ended up hitting 39,000 by the close date. And that money went into a trust for the kids and covered the funeral entirely. It's always wild to me how much, even if you don't want to have a funeral, just like. Burying someone alone. Burying someone or the cremation process, buying the urn or the casket, like it all costs so much. It's things you don't think about, I think. Yeah, I agree. I just, yeah, I mean, my mom sometimes is like, put me in a cardboard box and burn me. Don't care. Do all the cheapest options. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good to know. Sure, Thanks sure. Me. Will do. That's, that's how I'll remember you by. Ah, just throw me in a cardboard box. You're not kitty litter. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Jesus Christ. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Dreema, his sister, in one of the articles I was reading brought up a sentiment that we've talked about a lot lately is she was kind of saying like, why do victims' families have to look for the evidence, find Mm -hmm. the body, trace killers, hunt people down? Like, why are we doing all this work? It's so traumatizing. And I just thought it was interesting that it was such, like... A close timeline to when you and I had talked about it like a week or two ago. Yeah. Like multiple times in a row to hear someone else saying this. And it's like, this has got to change people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something we can change. We need to stop having families be like so overtly needed in the investigation process. Yeah. It's too much. On April 26, a press conference is held, um, but this one is in conjunction with a program we've talked about before called the BOLO program, mm-hmm. where they compi- combine technology, social media, and just, like, new resources, like, you know, like the mobile billboards driving around in vans. So you see them. Um, it's been a highly successful project, as well as they are much more accurate and concise with information provided on cases. At this point, they say Muhammad was 32 He's 5'10", he has black hair, he's stocky, brown eyes, he has a beard and a mustache, and is armed and dangerous. At this time, he was upgraded to the number one suspect on the Bolo Projects list, with a highest reward offered of $250,000. Wow. Yeah. Within 12 hours of the Bolo Project releasing a tip needed... They were able to arrest him. Where was he? He was seeking treatment at a local Ajax hospital um, for something completely unrelated, but he was using a fake ID and someone in the hospital recognized him and called immediately to report him, and they were able to send authorities down to get him while he was supposedly being treated as somebody else. Huh. Mm -hmm. It's impressive that somebody recognized him with that vague description. Well, and a COVID mask on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess they released a photo of him, but it is mm-hmm. impressive. Because I think often, like, would I recognize somebody if I saw a picture of them? I guess if you're looking for it. I feel maybe. like I would recognize them if, like, maybe I was at the hospital. Well, I mean, this isn't the case for this, but I think I would recognize the other way. Like, if I saw someone and it was just something in my head that caught my eye, 
mm-hmm. like maybe the way he talked to the nurse or something. And sure. then I saw the photo, I might be like, holy shit, that's him. Yeah. I don't think I would recognize it the other way. No, it's like, I, I always find that hard because a photo of somebody and then somebody like moving around can look very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's impressive. Good but one her. thing that was pointed out that was interesting to people is that the picture they used was a good picture of him on the Bolo Project, indicating that it was a mugshot, potentially. Oh, So he okay. had a criminal history, so they did have a really good picture of him, at least. But it was actually just one thing that, like, the community pointed out. that They were like, wait, where do you get this picture? Because this isn't, like, a CCTV camera footage right. or something. Yeah. Like, you guys had this photo. You had this already, yeah. And they're, the police were kind of like, yeah, once we put the pieces together, like, he has previous criminal records. Like, right. it we have a picture of him. Right. Muhammad's arrest was one of the fastest arrests known to the on the Bolo project like ever because it was literally done within I think like 15 hours because the call was at 12 hours. They got him right away, so it was so fast. Um and multiple provinces have used the Bolo program already, but Saskatchewan Saskatchewan just had their first submission in like 2023. Like they just started using it. Which is impressive that they didn't have to use it up until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So questions were raised as well if this could be a racially motivated crime as Muhammad, as we said, is a black individual. And Craig is very much a middle-aged Caucasian male. So there was questions if that could be of concern. However, at the table, Craig's partner is a woman of color. He is stepfather to children of color. Mm-hmm. Once police looked into that, they really ruled out that that would likely be what it would have caused any issue. Yeah. Um, and they also wondered if maybe his partner at the time would have stepped up and defended him or maybe known more of what the conversation was about because maybe it would have caught her ear yeah. to stick up for him or something. So there were just some questions there, but that was ruled out very quickly. Yeah, that's fair. In May of 2022, Muhammad was facing an additional 20 charges potentially at this time. He was... This case is going to be so short. (laughs) Um, He was facing additional charges for trafficking a 17-year-old girl to Edmonton. That Mm -hmm. is where they had this mugshot. He had been brought in for questioning previously and since laid a bunch of additional charges. Once this young girl was 18, she was flown and forced to be a sex worker for eight days at random locations. The young girl was also forced to sell and conceal drugs for this man, along with two others who were trafficking her. Once he was officially arrested, she was safe, I would call it again. I'm sure struggling deeply, but she was home safe. He was charged with trafficking and assault to cause bodily harm. The other two men were laid with more severe charges, as it appears that they were more the ones who navigated the process of building the relationship and actually trafficking her. Wow. Yeah. And they're like... They're all like 30-year-old men. It's disgusting. Yeah. And this young girl trusted them. In some way, shape, or form, she built a relationship with them over, like, a year at least, because she went from 17 to 18. Yeah. And then they just, like, took her from Edmonton and put her in Ontario. 
and forced her to perform sex acts in a hotel with random strangers. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes we hear the term human trafficking and we think like, oh, that doesn't happen here. We think about, you know, other countries. We think about people being like taken and flown to other countries, but human trafficking is very much alive and well right in Canada and mm-hmm. um, it's terrifying. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people say that. Like yeah. when they go, oh, that doesn't happen in Canada. Thank God we live in Canada where that doesn't happen. Or, it's like, or you open th- your eyes. You think about like, you know, people being taken from Canada and like, oh, t- taken overseas and things like that. Whereas like, it's really happening right under our nose. Yep. Could be happening in your neighbor's home, down yeah. the block, in your school system. Like there is so many places it could be happening and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. We live in such a scary world. Um, So my case is almost wrapped up. Like, I literally have, like, a few lines left because this was such a short case. But I just felt like, I don't know, it just hit a chord with me. No, for sure. Um, But in terms of the last charges that were laid against this gentleman, police are still investigating if there's more victims um, before they officially prosecute these men. And they believe that there truly are out there and they've likely not gone fully through with it or not met up with the men and they want to speak with them because they believe that they can help build the case as to how this happened without further traumatizing the victim. Mm -hmm. If anyone has tips for this, they can call 416-808-7474 or Crime Stoppers Anonymously and they can report any further information or details they have that might help them. In regards to this case and these three men, mm-hmm. um, there's really no information about any court proceedings or trial in regards to Craig at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, I the mean, last I guess update it's I could find early. for anything was just that they were he was arrested. Yeah. But further to that, I don't know what this man is going to be sentenced to, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this case is so that. It will be a a case that we can provide an update on and we can watch closely as like a group or as Mm -hmm. a team of people who love true crime. Um, Because if anyone sees updates on this, like flag it to us even, because this one is going to be kind of sitting on my brain what this guy gets charged with because it was so gruesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just awful. Yeah, it's super heartless. Terrible. And, like, the fact that he was such a big deal to everyone in his community and, like, everybody misses him. Mm-hmm. It's just really sad. The justice system has moved pretty slow since COVID, so it'll be coming for sure, but it takes years. Yeah, we, a, we definitely have, like, a backlog of cases that need to be filed and processed. Yeah. So I think in, like, between now and, like, 2025, we should see a lot of movement. I agree. Yeah. yeah. We've already seen that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see what happens with this one. That's super terrible. Like, yeah, sad I don't for think his be whole. Quite this short, but. Sad for his whole family though, and his kids, and. Well, yeah, and like the fact that all his kids vary in such an age range mm-hmm. too, right? Like it's so many different emotions to navigate as a family. Yeah. Like, those grieving processes from ages 8 to 28 are so different. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be to support one another. However, they're also so lucky to have each other for support. So it's really a double-edged sword there. But I think that would be so difficult as, like, their mother. Yeah. Um, And his ex-wife and him, like I said, are on really good terms. So even she was, like, keeping his name in the media and trying to say, like, this is still my kid's father. I need... Mm -hmm information like I need closure for my kids but she did get them all in therapy like immediately yeah which is so good good for her yeah it was just whether she knew they wanted it or were ready for it she pursued it and had it ready for them at least so Mm -hmm. I think she just did the best she could and from the sounds of it all the kids are turning out to enjoy therapy for the most part find Mm -hmm. it resourceful and helpful Good. So I hope that they're getting acclimatized with what their new life is. Yeah. I mean, hard either way, but want to go see, they... see their, like, stepsisters. Yeah, and, like, good to see that they still have, they have supports in place, which is important. Yeah. And there's no ego involved between the exes, parent-wise, and I think yeah. that helps that their mom is supporting them the right way. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, what, that's my what case. a sad case. You just, like, Happy go out to watch home. a hockey game and... Just, like, shows you how quick things can change, you know? Yeah, he just has a few words with someone. They sit back down like it's nothing. And honestly, probably him getting kicked out is what made him so mad. Yeah. Like, his ego was bruised because that guy got to stay and he didn't. But nothing. That's not an excuse. No, never. That is no reason to behave that way. But, yeah. No. You're probably right. I said it's so callous and heartless. Yeah. Well, as we said, if you have any information about any additional information for those other charges, reach mm-hmm. out to authorities. They are actively seeking information at this time. Yeah. But other than that, well, like, share, follow. Yes. Have a happy New Year. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast by Proxy. Give us a five star rating and review. Happy New Case Year. Suggestions. Um, since we have a couple of minutes, I kind of got in a lull with what, with true crime documentaries. I feel like Netflix wasn't really giving me much to work with. There wasn't really anything new coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I watched recently the, there's a documentary on Disney plus on the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. Is it the one with Kristen Chenoweth? Yes. Okay, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Oh, okay. Um, so I enjoyed that. And it was an interesting, like, different take on the case, because I've listened to some podcasts on that case before, but it was really interesting to see kind of, like, the... Like, locals? Um, Just how the trial played out, and kind of, like, some of the maybe racial and like political reasons behind Mm -hmm. the decisions that were made and then it was interesting because they made the parallel to it being like the oj trial before oj and i had just watched the oj simpson documentary and so that was really interesting to kind of compare those situations um and then i actually just watched one on netflix uh the other day about I think it's called like Hell Camp or something, and that's... oh, I I saw the like cover for that one. Yeah, and so that was really interesting too because I, first of all, didn't know that those camps were still a thing. Like on the end of the documentary, it says that like those 
types of camps like that for troubled teens or whatever, like, still exist, which I was like, yeah. aren't those archaic? Like, I remember being younger and hearing about, like, camps where they would, like, drop a bad teenager on the top of a mountain and be like, you know, survive. Like, wilderness so, camps or whatever. Just, I think they're just masked behind something acceptable now. Like, right, or like, yeah. Whether they're... it be for religious reasons, spiritual reasons, aesthetic reasons, yeah. class reasons. Like, sure. I think people just put it behind something, like, whether it's, I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone by giving an example and just putting my foot in my mouth, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, it was just interesting, because I, I remember when, like, Paris Hilton or whatever came out with her documentary, and she was talking about her... Um, experiences with kind of those like schools or whatever and forming schools and stuff. so this re- really like just expands on that and it was uh it was pretty wild to see the kind of shit that went on um and how people profited so hugely on that so what a world it's so crazy but i agree that there was like the profitability off of it was and then my thing and it still is my thing is like because they're talking about how much money they charged the parents to like send their kids to these camps what are you charging sixteen thousand dollars what are you charging them for because you're not even feeding them like you're barely feeding them you're making them do manual labor what exactly is the money going for i think they're just there to make sure they don't actually fully die I know, yeah, but I'm the like, parents think something's happening there, right? But like, what are they? Totally. What are they telling the parents that they think is happening? Because I haven't. What, what, no, you know what? I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, they like make it look like these fluffy brochures and whatever. But it's just like, how? Like you're going to camp. How can oh. you say that you're not doing it for the money when you're charging outrageous amounts of money and then like there's you're not doing anything for these kids? Yeah, the money's not turned around to be put into something. I would love to see something tangible that you're spending this money on other than yourself. Did um, they buy the mountain? Did literally. They payments on the mountain. Right. So anyways, uh, those are some that I've been watching lately. The OJ documentary, the Oklahoma Girl Scout murder, which is such a sad case. That one gets me every time. It's devastating. It really oh, we, is. We forgot to mention that uh, Gypsy Rose, she has been released from prison she has, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I, that was it. Like, sh- she was. It's, it's cool. I'm not going to lie. That's not a case that I followed super closely, so I don't have a lot of things oh, to say about it because I, watched, I don't really like, know. The documentary or two. I watched right. interviews with her. I've watched Mommy Dead and Dearest. Like, mm-hmm. like I obviously I, know I what pretty into it. Munchausen syndrome by, by proxy is, and I know it's that kind of a case. Um, yeah. And I know there's a lot of mixed reviews online. Like, a lot of people are super, super happy that she's released and hoping that she, you know, lives this full, great life. And then you see it some other people who are, um, you know, maybe not feeling that way. So it's. I think I'm going to have to do some digging myself so that I can understand now that she's been released. Yeah, and again, it's cinematized, so yeah, it is a theatrical version, but there is, like, a remade version that is very good and I think is quite accurate because mm-hmm. I don't think it paints either of them in a good light, to be honest, in a lot sure. of ways. Um, but I also watch, like, in-prison interviews with her where she even is like, what I did was so wrong. Right. But yeah. this is why I did it. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'll have I to dive into that. A peruse over. 
Yeah. So is that another um, just kind of like shorter, more casual? It's well, New Year's. us ladies have to get ready for our vision board night. Shakuts <laughs> and vision boards. We have to get ready for our pajamas. I know, I'm like, which onesie am I going to wear? Legit. I have to wash my onesie so that I can put it back on. Like, I think I'm going to wash my OD today so I can wear that. But yeah, Happy New Year's. Whatever you did on New Year's, I hope it was great. Set your goals, whether they're big or small. We all do well when we have something attainable to work for. And uh, thank you for if all you your support If you need to go back to my year. TED Talk at the beginning, I totally understand. You can yeah. listen to it again on repeat if you need the inspirational motivation. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, all right. Well, I will but talk to you next week. And I will say I have a pretty good hefty case coming for us next week. So we'll be back to kind of like our regular length cases starting Yeah, next so week. will I. I think I went shorter because the holidays, too. I probably could have dug more and more and more. But I really don't think this case would have given me anything, really. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. I mean, that's, I think uh, cases like these could be... She's us a meaty be... one next week, guys. Yeah, it'll be a little bit... Not like an hour and a half or a two-parter like sometimes I go for, but it'll <laughs> it'll be good-sized. So okay. we'll be back to our regular length, regular So she's talking like a buck ten people. Yeah, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta go work on that right now, actually. Okay, well, you go work on that, and I'm gonna go shower so I can come to your house and not smell like an animal that sounds lovely okay bye okay bye i'll call you soon okay <gasps> okay bye. bye bye how do i stop this shit i'll stop it <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs>